Women Taking the Lead, Episode 40. Don't wait until the stress takes over. Stress is dangerous. It's dangerous and on so many levels. Mentally, physically, stress can do a number on you. And, and I wouldn't have waited. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. This episode is sponsored by Luma Coaching. Want some support to get your dreams off the ground? Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Lori Brooks, who is a business consultant and host of the Technology Equals Equality podcast. She has spent over a decade developing customized techniques to help financial agents and small business owners optimize workflow, streamline processes, and increase productivity. Lori decided to take her consulting business on full-time after health issues prevented a typical 40-hour work week. She began her entrepreneurial journey as an independent contractor before starting an online blog and launching the Technology Equals Equality podcast. Okay, Lori, that's only a little intro for everyone, so tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. (laughs) Jody, thank you so much for having me on the show today. I just want to say this is very sweet, and I'm super humbled by by your uh, introduction there. That was outstanding. Um, I did. I, I started off as a financial administrator, um, so I was doing a lot of the paperwork and processing in the back office for um, financial service agents. Um, you know, in different areas of the business, whether it be life insurance, disability, things of that sort. Um, But in 2009, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. um, And I was put on a medical leave at that point, because we decided, you know, it realistically was the best thing uh, for my health being that it is a stress induced illness. And as an administrator, you know, it's it's a high stress role. Um, So I was on the leave and being the type of person that I am, I can't sit still, Jody. <laughs> I just can't, I can't sit still. So I couldn't just, you know, take this medical leave and, and focus on just my health. Granted, that was a large focus of it, but I had to keep myself busy in some way, shape or form. So I decided that I would begin my own business and begin consulting with the financial service agents on my own time so that I could, you know, make more of a flexible schedule, something that was conducive to my health at that point in life. Um, you know, and I really just kind of started out with the hourly billing and, and things of that sort. And it was a difficult start um, because prior to going out on my own, I had not really delved into the entrepreneurial world aside from, you know, a quick six month stint in real estate. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it wasn't really a path that I initially saw myself going down. It was more something that I was propelled into uh, through those health issues. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I began. Wow. Awesome. And, you know, I think I snorted into the microphone when you talked about not being able to sit still because I I can't sit still either. I'm very jittery, very hard for me to focus on one thing at a time. So I'm there with you and also kind of did an entrepreneurial 
plunge, like felt it coming, but it was definitely, you know, circumstances convened and just pushed, pushed me into being an entrepreneur. Um, I don't regret it. Love it. Love the lifestyle, love the excitement and the risk. We've had this chat before, um, but yes, it is, it is an adventure and, you know, you know, clearly I get a sense from you, Lori, that, you know, you, you were probably scared and unsure at first going into, you know, having your own consulting business, but you've had success along the way and you've definitely gained some confidence, but take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you learned. Oh boy, playing small. I would definitely say this would be the moment when I began productizing the business. Um, you know, when you go from working in an hourly billing sense and you attempt to begin productizing your business and figuring out how to estimate the costs uh, that you're going to have associated with creating the products that you're going to then serve to your clients is a a balancing act that I don't think I was realistically prepared for, you know, uh, as, as we were touching base on, it's something that circumstances really propelled me into. And Jody, as, as you said, much like many of the guests that I've interviewed on, on my podcast, it's almost as though many entrepreneurs end up with a circumstance of some sort that makes that light bulb go off. Um, and I think that's really what occurred for me, um, during this moment of productizing the business. Um, I wasn't charging nearly, uh, what I should have charged for the first operations and procedures program that I put together. I don't think I estimated the amount of hours it would take to collect the data um, that I needed for the book. Um, I think I was trying to make it a price that seemed not exorbitant or not crazy because as a new entrepreneur, you get scared about pricing your own products. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like you're, you're valuing yourself and your own work. And as a first person, that can be extremely difficult. Um, and that was the point in my business when I realized how important outside feedback is, as well as really taking the time to look at each individual client's specific needs. Um, and that's really what transformed the business was really paying attention to the individual needs and turning the products into something that would assist them more so than just the thought process that I had on the program that I was creating. That is huge. Two things. I talk to a lot of coaches and a lot of small business owners and a common question that I get is, what would you charge for this, right? Because with, especially with coaches, I'm, I'm helping them design their packages yeah. and their services. But even even small business owners, you know, they put together packages, you know, photographers right. and people who provide other services. How much do I charge? What should I do? And there's a lot of different questions to ask mm-hmm. yourself and your customers before you come to a final number. Like yes. there's no one size fits all. Yes. Don't, charge, don't charge a price just because somebody else is charging it. That's craziness. Um, but also, 
also someone, you know, who is not an entrepreneur or a small business owner might be listening to your answer going, oh, well, that that's not something I have to deal with wrong because, because when you think about when you want to ask for a raise yes. or a promotion, what price tag would you put on yourself? Exactly. Right. That you are also offering a product and a service and within a company, if you're working, if you're an employee within a company, think of yourself as an intrapreneur, right? You're an entrepreneur within the business. What problems do you solve? Because the value you bring, you know, you want to think about the company and the people in the company as your customers. The value you bring is your ability to solve their problems. And that's when you can earn the raises and the promotions. So, we all deal with this. And I know as women, we have a hard time answering the question of what value do I bring? Yes. Yes. You know, and what price can I charge? And if you undervalue yourself, if you undercharge for yourself, you're going to put yourself in a financial situation. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Soul sucking. Oh, God. Okay, Lori. Now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took that led to your current success. Certainly. I would definitely have to say this this was a huge moment that that created momentum for me. And it's funny, it was it, it, it's a moment where in a male dominated industry, I had a female actually make a statement that just took me to a point where I was like, really? Well, I'm going to have to change that. And it was funny because (laughs) the statement that she made was, well, no one's ever going to listen to someone in your position. And this was at a time when I was just beginning the the consulting and looking at building out, you know, a larger sort of program than what I had initially been doing. So it was, you know, one of the the first two clients I'd ever worked with. And, and I was just kind of getting my own feet wet in consulting and, and working with people. And it was silly to me because first off, I didn't understand why you would hire and pay someone to work with you if you didn't feel anybody else would listen to them. (laughs) didn't make very much sense to me. But secondly, it was kind of like, well, I know what I'm doing. And we've seen enormous increases in what your capabilities were due to the processes and productions, um, you know, that we've put into place. So I know it's working. (laughs) You know, it's working. So I'm not really sure as to how that thought process came to be, it was, you know, the statement was, that's an awesome idea, but no one's ever going to listen to you in your place. And, and so I think that's what gave me that momentum to really grow the business, uh, you know, more so than where it was to a point where I felt as though, well, that's just a ridiculous statement in and of itself, which I'm pretty positive anyone can relate to, you know, despite what position someone may have in life that has absolutely nothing to do with what their idea is. Um, People come up with ideas a dime a dozen, you know what I mean? And it it really doesn't have anything to do with your title or the industry, um, you know, or your experience. Um, It's really just 
what comes to you. And it was funny because, again, she acknowledged that it was a great idea. It was just not something that she felt in that position someone would listen to, which you would expect, I feel personally, to come from a male in a male dominated industry. So to have it come from a female was even that much more astounding to me and something that really kind of pushed me to, to move forward and recognize that waiting for someone else to help me find my way and and take these ideas and bring them to fruition was not going to work. I had to just really begin taking even more action than I already had to bring those ideas uh, to completion. So, wow. Wow couple yeah <laughs> where do i start <laughs> couple of things right what a gift right cuz yes. this motivated you yeah. to work harder and make make sure your business was going to be successful it's almost there's a um there's a coaching technique out there it's called the slingshot right where you pull you know you kind of imagine pulling somebody back a little bit to propel them forward. Right. Now you would only use this technique on somebody who's in a really good place, right? right? right. It's just to motivate them, like where you might give them some critis- criticism, like critique something they're doing exactly. to get them fired up, exactly. right? You know, I don't think that's what she was doing. For you, but <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think that's what she was doing. And it, it's good to note that, you know, it's, it can come from anywhere, right? Your critics are out there. And you know, what I, what I find is when people make statements like that, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Like really what was going on in her mind was I could never do that. Right. Right. Cause, cause if I was in that position, nobody would listen to me. Exactly. And for you and good for you for really like, rather than have it squash you and this great idea that you had, you used it to motivate you and good for you for looking at the facts, like, no, this is working because that can propel you on and, and just know. And for those of you who are listening, just know when, when people make comments like that, they're not saying you can't do it. They're saying I can't do that. Precisely. And just to be clear, it's one of those things that just for your audience's sake, they understand that the steps to move forward were not immediately clear. You know what I mean? It's not as though at that moment I was like, okay, well, I'm going to run out the door and do this and this. It wasn't, you know, Jody, it was, it was definitely a moment where it hit me. Um, it hit me. It, it made me almost feel as though it, it almost made me feel like, okay, maybe she's right. You know, you, you begin doubting yourself. Um, but it was that moment of really taking a step back, um, you know, thinking it through and, and taking that time to gain clarity on it for myself, that then the steps as to what I needed to do to move forward, but you know, began coming to me as, as clearer and clearer. Uh, so Yes. Thank you for completing that. Cause it is, it is important for people to know, like it still hurts. Right. Right. When, right. when somebody says that, especially if they're a mentor or someone you look up to, it hurts when they say stuff like that, but you got to let yourself recover, pick yourself up and then move on. Precisely. Awesome. And what I want everyone to get, Lori, is that there is no one way to lead. We're all different. We have our own quality traits, our own strengths. We're all going to lead differently. So how would you describe your leadership style? I would say I'm a rather hands-off 
leader, I try to lead by listening. Um, realistically, I'm trying to, at this point with the business, help agents as well as other entrepreneurs bring organization to the processes and procedures that they have so that they can move forward in their current business in, you know, get to that next level that they're looking to get to. But in order to help anyone at all, I have to listen to what they're saying. I have to understand what their pain points are. I have to understand what their point of view is on the situation. I have to understand why their struggles are what they are in order to help people. And so I find that the best way to do that is to really try to take a step back, just listen to what it is that's going on, listen to what people are feeling, what their ideas and inputs are, and kind of uh, take it from there as a team effort to move forward. So. That's huge. And I'm going to tie this back to what we were talking about earlier. So if you want to up your value, you have to be able to pro solve problems. Yes. And in order to do that, you have to hone your listening skills yes. and get really good at asking the right questions and find out what's bothering people and where their pain is. Huge, yes. huge, huge. And Lori, this is a fun one. What is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? <laughs> I would say that is the expansion of the Technology Equality Podcast. We are working on the, uh, you know, the YouTube channel at the moment, and we are looking to move the podcast itself so that we have more of a video podcast um so everyone can look for that soon enough we have the youtube channel up and running with um you know general little videos and info pieces here and there um but we're gonna m make more of a push so you'll see the youtube channel becoming a more prominent piece of the technology quality podcast i love that and i have seen some of the videos and i have to say the music you have is a Addicting. So if anyone, anyone listening to this, go check it out. Go listen to her theme music because I just want to play it. I want to loop it and play it over and over again. It's so That's awesome. so funny, Jody. Can I tell you and your audience a very special story? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm only sharing here. This is exclusive for you just because you happen to say that. So the story behind the Technology Equality song, I happen to have been playing with a website and the website is uh oh goodness i'm gonna have to go back to it and i will find it before the end of this so that you can go ahead and link to it for anyone who wants to because it's a totally free resource for any of your listeners who are looking for tracks and things of that sort so i happen to run into this website and what it has is instrumental pieces that you can clip together so I was playing around with it and I made that track and was like, yeah, I'd never use this for anything and left it alone. And it was like six months later that I decided to come up with the podcast and I was racking my brains on the music to use for the intro and outro. I had gone through thousands of clips of songs and finally I was like, forget it. I've got to just get this out there. <laughs> So I went with it. I just decided to use the piece that I had sitting there because it was the only track that I knew I could use without any sort of like copyright infringement that I kind of right. sort of liked, you know what I mean? And that's how the song came to be. And it just stuck. 
That's it. Oh my God. That's, I love that story. <laughs> so you just went with good enough and you know, so you I'll, I'll share my little story that I had. I pulled up the video when I was driving. I wasn't watching the video yeah. for anyone who's listening, but I was, I was listening to it cause I got curious and I just kept, kept hitting play over and over. Again, because I enjoyed the music so much. So yes, so we we will link to it so that you know anyone can uh, go to the um, show notes page and find the song because it's 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 just catchy. That's it's so just there's nothing else to say. It's just catchy. It so. is. I thought those tracks put together were awesome, and I loved it. And you know, like I said, I just kind of kept it there in the background on the computer. And every now and then, I would do the same thing, Jody. I just like click to it. Like I like that. I wish I could like really make a song out of it. And no. Now it's just the intro and outro. So, hey. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go listen to it again after we hang up the phone. <laughs> so, all right, Lori. Now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? I try really hard to focus on the outcome. I try not to nitpick out like the precision points of what we're doing. Um, you know, as you can hear, like I, I, at one point, definitely did. That was totally me. I'm all about, you know, being a perfectionist and trying to get things out there that are just good enough was not my style at all. Um, but I think, you know, as you get further and further into business and you look at certain things, there are design issues and little things that you could allow to stop you and halt your journey. But then it's just procrastination. So I really try to focus on what my end goal is, what it is that we as a team are looking to provide to our clients, our listeners, our, you know, um, our partners and, and really kind of make sure that whatever it is we're doing is working towards that in the end. I really can totally get that. Cause my thing has always been, if I'm too in the details, if I'm too in the weeds, yep. I can start procrastinating and things take way longer. And I find if I take a step back, right, it's great to focus, Yes, you know, when you need to focus, but you also have to every now and again, lift your head up and take a big, take the long view again of like, okay, where are we going? Yep. And I find that some of the time I'm investing in the nitpicky little things is not worth it. Right. And I find myself going to, it's just got to be good enough because, because this, this bigger vision is way more important. Like just picking the music to get the podcast out there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly what you need to do. All right. And Lori, what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Um, you know what I would have to say the most intriguing one that's hitting my my memory banks right now, it's Lean In. You may have heard of it by Sheryl Sandberg yeah. um, and, and Lean In. It's uh, Women Work, and I think it's The Will to Lead. Um, I, I thought that that book was really, really fascinating um, because she she focuses on making sure that women learn how to not be scared anymore you know like like I said earlier stop waiting for someone to tell you what to do stop waiting you know to figure out what to do next and just go do it go get something done um you know and I felt like that book in some ways was was motivation for me to get the podcast out there um you know in instead of just kind of waiting for someone else to give me their feedback on their my ideas and blah 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 I just kind of really had to put myself out there and and get moving on it 
I love that. Yes. No, I've definitely read that book and anyone should read it. Everyone I know who's read it has said there were some things in it, you know, that didn't really deal with me because she covers a lot of different areas. Right. But er everyone agrees that like 80 to 90 percent of the book, they're like, I'm all over that. Yes. Completely <laughs> relate 100 percent. Yes, she's right. And yeah. I like how the book comes from a place of personal responsibility. Right. Stop blaming others for where you are now. Like not to say, exactly. you know, like what happened, happened, but take ownership. Yes. Yes. Take ownership. And and I try to say that a lot to people, you know, in, instead of letting it just kind of go with the flow or assume that it has to do with consequences, take ownership of the situation. And that will really, really, really make a difference in not just your business, but in life. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Lori, knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? <laughs> I wouldn't have waited till I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> if right anything in life, ladies don't wait until the stress takes over stress is dangerous it's dangerous and on so many levels mentally physically stress can do a number on you and and I wouldn't have waited I wouldn't have waited for an illness to propel me into looking at entrepreneurship as an option for life I would have come out the gate uh you know uh, fresh out of college and gone directly into my own business, building it or some sort of mentorship program to begin working towards something instead of, you know, looking for a career, <laughs> mm. which is what I think many of us are taught to do. Um, and you get into a career because that's what's paying the bills um, versus getting into a career because you're absolutely in love with what it is that you're doing. Um, so no, I, I wouldn't have waited. I wouldn't have allowed the stress to take over. Yeah. Don't wait until things are so bad. You don't have any other choice. Exactly. Right. Do it powerfully on your terms. Right. Do the research, take the action. I love that. Yeah. All right. And Lori, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. I love this question, by the way. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're letting me share this. Yay. Um, I would definitely say that the my favorite quote is near and dear for a couple of reasons. It is one of the quotes that I not only read for myself daily, but when my daughter entered the charter school that she just recently graduated from, it was hanging down the hall as the quote pieces, you know, little excerpts from it straight down the hall. And it was just such a revealing piece about the school in and of itself when you're visiting and getting to know somewhere um, that it was kind of a, a moment for me that I knew it was the right place for my daughter. And it was a wake up call that I knew that I was on the right path um, because not only was it in our school, uh, three months prior to her starting at the school, I had published my first course on Udemy. Um, and the course included a, a lecture on mindset. And this was one of the quotes that I included in that lecture. So it was kind of just repetitively hitting me <laughs> um, on a regular basis. And from, you know, her entering the school, she's now, like I said, graduated. She 
not only graduated with high honors, won a scholarship, um, and was able to go to the private school of her choice this coming fall. Um, but you know, the business itself has just grown and grown and grown since the moment that I discovered this quote. So the quote is credited to the Dalai Lama. And the quote is, take care of your thoughts because they become your words. And to take care of your words because they become your actions. Take care of your actions because they become your habits. Take care of your habits because they will form your character. Take care of your character because it will form your destiny. And your destiny will be your life. And it's something that I explained to my daughter uh, when she was very, very young. You know, and like I said, to see it there in the hallways and to have it pop up on a regular basis now for me. It's just a quote that to me gives you something to think about every day. It gives you something to wake up and recognize because your thoughts really do direct the remainder of your life. Um, it leads back into taking ownership of your life because when you take ownership of the thoughts that you have and the words that you speak and the way that you live your life, life changes. I love it. Your thoughts are everything. They are. They are. Yeah. All right, Lori. Lastly, what is the best way for people to connect with you? They can definitely find me at the technologyequality.com or uh, you can reach us at just simply technologyequality.com um, or you can always just send me a quick email at Lori at technologyequality.com. So pretty simple. It's all the same. Any, any technology equality you search for, we are on multiple different social platforms. Like I said, we are soon to be branching more into YouTube and growing that platform. Um, but we're on Pinterest and Twitter and, uh, you know, so just feel free to reach out and we'd love to hear from many of your listeners. Yeah. And what I love about like the websites, there's such a central point where you can find anyone anywhere. If you go to the website, all the social media icons are there. You can click on the one that your favorite platform and connect with you there. And you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And Lori, thank you so much for taking the time out to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Jody, thank you for having me. I'm, like I said, truly humbled by, by the show this afternoon. I, I just appreciate having the opportunity to not only share the story and the nuggets there, but to grace uh, your audience with, uh, you know, any assistance that I could possibly provide. So thank you. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. 
There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.